I promise it's a one shot. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast featuring explicit language, violence, and mature themes. Listener discretion advised. Welcome to I Promise It's a One Shot, a fortnightly D&D podcast that doesn't know the meaning of I didn't expect this game to go on this long. I'm Charlie, and as always, I'm joined by Rebecca, Fran, Alex, Michael, and Patrick. Last time, the party made it to the town of Willowbrook after scaring off a wolf in the woods, and they met the locals. After speaking to the two blacksmiths, they learned that children had been taken in the night, and the townsfolk had been blaming the goblins that had been attacking recently. Tatlin, unfortunately, destroyed most of the blacksmith's stock and had a debt to pay there as well. Tatma promised a grieving mother that he would return her child to her as soon as possible. So with the knowledge, they decided to make a plan to dress Norman as a child and lay their own trap to get answers. And I promise, it's a one-shot. I hate you all. <laughs> I'm just going to look at Norman with a massive grin on my face and go, Do I look smug? I feel smug. <laughs> Should take old Pinocchio. Oh, fuck off, short round! So, the rest of you hide yourselves away in the house. Um, you're probably just out of earshot of Norman, so any speech or anything at all, um, mm-hmm. you probably won't be able to hear. Uh, Norman, as you are there, what are you wanting to do to try and portray that you are a child? Uh, <laughs> wouldn't really think this far ahead. Skip. And pick flowers. <laughs> Roll me a performance check. That is a 14. Okay, so for the first time in your life, you literally frolic, um, picking some flowers and skipping merrily along the road. Uh, The rest of you are watching um, as he is doing this until Norman at one point you start to hear rustling coming from the the tree line. Can I see anything? What's your passive perception? Ten. So over ten, uh, you can see two figures uh, making their way through the forest, one portly and one skinny, uh, but they do seem to be quite small. Either you could mistake them for a goblin or a halfling or anyone else who is just quite short. God damn it. Oh, the key <laughs> frolicking. <laughs> As you continue to frolic in the centre of the road, uh, you can hear two voices kind of arguing amongst themselves. Do I recognize the language? Uh, what's your What languages do you know? Ah, yes. Uh, common and halfling. Uh, so you can definitely understand the common. Um, so the two voices are kind of like bickering amongst themselves. Uh, the portly one um, is like following along behind and goes, Slow, slow down, Russell. You're going too fast. And uh, the skinny one goes, Keep up. Keep up! We need to hurry! And they start making their way closer and closer to the road itself. Um, as they come into view, Norman, you can see that these are two goblins. Mm-hmm. One of them is quite small and wiry, uh, and the other one, like I mentioned before, is a bit more robust. The bigger one goes, <gasps> Russell, look! It's another kid! And uh, Russell looks at you and goes, oh, uh, uh, What are you doing here? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best fucking play I've ever had. Just, 
<laughs> and then I'm gonna dive to the right hand side of the road and literally like blow on my uh, bagpipes as hard as I can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both of the, go- the goblins are startled by this. Uh, the rest of you, you can hear the bagpipes um, blowing <laughs> really loudly from the side of the road. <laughs> oh, bless. Instructors in Forest Talent competition. <laughs> eh. Oh yeah. oh yeah! Don't don't take any fucking action or anything. <laughs> Can I just leg it out? <laughs> yeah. So as you start legging it out, uh, Rambo goes, "Oh, there's another one!" Oh. And uh, Russell goes, ah, "We should probably split." Ah. And uh, they start like running. Can I cast grease as I start? I guess I spot them. Just uh, they gonna make a Dex thirteen save or the fall over. Okay, so Russell manages to escape the grease that you've just shot between them. Uh, however, Bramble falls down. He goes, "Oh, Russell, help me!" And uh, Russell turns and goes, "Oh, you, you, you idiot! You idiot!" And like shoots back now and tries to help him up. Cool. If any creature enters this area, I just turn the must succeed a dexterity saving throw or fall prone. So he's going back in the area as do another dex save. Uh, yes, so, okay, uh, as Russell dives back down, uh, he slips in the grease, and the both of them are laying there, um, quite worried as you start racing towards them. I'll, uh, draw my bow and just pretty much don't even think about getting back up. <laughs> okay, okay. And he, like, holds his hands up in defeat. Do you guys have not covered? I need to go get changed. No, you don't. This is now your battle armor. <laughs> <laughs> You look, you look cute in your little dress. Wait, <laughs> can we like pick them up and tie them to something so we can interrogate them? Uh, yeah. So roll me dexterity check. Uh, nine. Uh, so with a nine, uh, you kind of stumble a little bit. Uh, you manage to tie up Russell, uh, but Bramble is a bit too portly, and you kind of struggle with him. And uh, he's like, oh, sorry, let me breathe in. Like trying to help you tie him up. And Russell goes, stop, stop helping them. What do you want? What do you want? We would just do none of your business. I think the people of this village would disagree. Where are you taking their children and what are you doing with them? Children? We, we, We don't know anything about any children. We especially don't know about the ones in the forest. Come on, guys. I heard you say another child and you were going to capture me when you thought I was a child. Just just tell us where they are and we'll let you go. I was going to do no such thing. I heard you say it. What? Then what did you mean by another one? Well, uh, and like Russell turns to him and smacks him with his head and goes, Shut up, you fool! I'll just come and say, Now, guys, you want to listen to my very persuasive friends here, and I bring out the alchemy drug, because I would hate to accidentally spill a little bit of this on you, and as I uncork it, I'm uh, going to produce a little bit of acid, which I can just pour and just put like drops of it in the grease around them, because that looks painful to me. I don't know about you, but that gets on your skin, I think that's going to burn. <laughs> Three episodes. Damn. Three episodes was all it took it'll to commit a war crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
just gonna move up to the other guys. It's so simple. You either tell us what you know, or my drunken friend here gets to play with acid. It's your choice. We, we don't know anything about these shows. Right? Half of a heavy steady hand. And, uh, Russell goes, Listen, we, 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 like, we, we, we've had no involvement with those kids. We've just seen them around here. We don't know what they're doing. Who is they? Jacques. <laughs> Bless you. So, uh, Russell, oh, thank you. Uh, Russell goes, Okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll tell you everything. And uh, then um, he just kind of like def- uh, deflates himself a little bit after holding his breath for so long. Goes, we, 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 we saw the kid tonight, and we thought he was one of the other children who went missing. We don't, we don't get involved with those kids. We just know they've gone missing. All we want is just food. Why didn't you just ask nicely? Have you seen us? And how how did you know the kids were missing? Uh, Russell uh, chimes in and he goes, We've been accused of it every time we've come in here. All we want is food. But you see a goblin? You think we're raiding you. All we know is that we had to get out of there before the hag took her home. Can you take us to them? The kids? Yes. I, I can take it to where we last saw them. Wait, 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 wait. Who's this hag? The, yeah, the, I was just about to say hag. The, Children, the, hag. The, the, the hag. Uh-huh. She's, she lives in the forest. We, we had a camp there and she, she kicked us out. Most of my friends died. Aww. Take <laughs> us to the hag. Time for the buggering to begin. <laughs> <laughs> There's your t-shirt. There's the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so Bramble and Russell like, oh, oh, okay, okay, we'll take you, we'll take you there, we'll take you there. You untie them and they start leading you into the forest clearing. Uh, along the way, Russell kind of like looks at you and goes, uh, so what brings you to the neighborhood? My friend here is very talented, and he's going to win a show. Oh, you mean is it is it a drag show? <laughs> <laughs> is it a drag show? It could be a drag show. You just look really good in your dress. What can I say? I'm a natural. So as you head deeper and deeper into the forest, um, Russell kind of turns and goes, "Listen, can we stop at our at our base just very briefly? I, I feel I, I, I feel like the Grok will be very upset if we don't show him you." Um, yeah, and he's like, he's got like a really big nervous disposition about him. And Bramble kind of joins in and goes, uh, Yeah, if you want to take out the hag, maybe we can help you. You are smarter than the average goblin. What's that supposed wow. to mean? Just insult him. That's a very derogatory way to speak to someone. <laughs> I know. I just said you're very smart. And that sounds like a good plan. You said smart for a goblin. Smarter than the average goblin. I've got a couple of books that you can read to educate yourself. The air crackles with the scent of damp earth and burning wood as you approach the makeshift goblin camp. 
Surrounding the perimeter are wooden stakes that have been haphazardly thrust into the ground, forming a jagged barrier that offers little protection, um, but serves as a clear boundary to their territory. Uh, the stakes seem to be adorned with scraps of cloth, bone, and crude symbols, which seem to be hinting at the goblins' superstitious beliefs. In the centre of the camp sits a small hill, upon which four large stones are arranged in a rough circle. Uh, there seems to be what looks like a shaman, draped in tattered robes adorned with feathers and bones, who's moving in rhythmic motions around them. Uh, the shaman's guttural chants echo throughout the camp, uh, accompanied by the occasional clash of, clash of symbols, an eerie hum of an ancient ritual of sorts. Tattered tents made up of mismatched fabrics and scavenged materials are scattered around the perimeter, each bearing a unique insignia of the goblin camp. Uh, there's a rickety wooden platform, probably used for addressing the horde. Um, it stands precariously on one side, adorned with trophies of past victories, um, pieces of rusty armor, broken weapons, and weathered skulls. Uh, the camp itself seems pretty alive with activity. The goblins have seen you been coming in, um, led by Russell and Bramble, and as they scurry about, some are tending to the crude cooking fires, uh, others are repairing weapons or having a couple of brawls. Um, the atmosphere feels tense, yet vibrant, with an undeniable energy, uh, a mix of fear and fervor that defines life in this ramshackle goblin community. Celeste and Tanlin, as you make your way up the stairs towards the four monuments that have been built, uh, the shaman is kind of like praying towards one of the rocks. What do you want to do? Um, well, I don't want to interrupt his praying. Mm -hmm. um, can I just take a little look around and see if I can read um, the runes and stuff that are... Yeah. So, roll me a religion check. Nine. <laughs> so, <laughs> first off, I'm going to stop you right there because you rolled twice. What's that, what's that first roll? What was the first roll there, Celeste? That one. That one? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so. <laughs> Good start. First roll. Oh. <laughs> so, so I want you to roll me an athletics check. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no, no, no. 17. Okay. So. As you come up to the top of the stairs, you see the stones standing before you. Uh, they seem to be covered in moss and hastily put together, hastily moved here. You can see the drag marks on the ground. Unfortunately, you don't notice some of them, and you tumble forward, knocking one of the pillars off of oh, the no. hill, <laughs> smashing into a million pieces on the ground. The shaman and every single orc turn around say, can I try and, and are just it? stunned. Can I try and catch it? Um, yeah. You can try. <laughs> okay, let's cast, I'll cast Mage Hand. Uh, try and cast okay. the rock. How much does the rock weigh? <laughs> <laughs> like, is the rock like a little little bit of a rock? Would it weigh more than like 10 pounds? Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, maybe not. A little rock. <laughs> I'm going to say it's going to weigh more than 10 pounds, bro. Never mind. Never mind. I tried. Like, I tried. I got this. I don't got this. I don't got this. Never mind. The, the, the monument 
phases through the hand and smashes onto the ground. All of the orcs are just stunned in silence, and Tavma, if you can hear Bramble go, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, goblins, not orcs. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, can, I, can I have a look at any of them? Because I've got, um, well, I've got like gnome, I've got gnome, but I've also got like um, proficiency in history checks that relate to magical items. Anything like that, so that counts um, this, like history and religion check. Yeah, roll me a religion check. Religion check, religion. Nineteen. Nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so as so you smart. as you walk forward, you can see that um, there's a lot of like carvings on the stones themselves. From what you recognise, one of them seems to be holding the symbol for home. Uh, from what you gather, this seems to be a old tribal religion um, technique of trying to help lost and wayward souls come back to their home before seeing Celeste smash down that first monument uh, you realise that this was something sacred that they had set up to try and get all of their missing com- companions back home uh, the shaman turns to you Celeste in town and goes how dare you I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> If it makes you feel any better, we're here to help get some people home too. The and shaman then... starts muttering things under his breath and like throwing symbols in the sky. Also, um, I can help he comes... fix this. I can, I can fix things as a good fixer. The shaman just looks at you with just complete disregard and walks up to Celeste and he starts muttering <clears throat> things and then places his thumb on your forehead. Oh. And then walks away. So I've got like the a... rest of the goblin horde can like turn away. I'm just gonna start like wiping my forehead like um what uh <laughs> um what was what was that? I think I will leave that on your head for a bit. What is it? No idea. Uh, Romy <laughs> and Arcana shed. Ah, twenty-four. <laughs> twenty-four, okay. I got five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a drunk, I'm a drunk, but I'm wise. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit in the corner today. Celeste, you have no idea um, what's just happened. Tanlin, you know straight away that she has just been cursed. Like I'd leave that. I wouldn't touch it anymore. Um, I'm not going to touch it myself, though. But yeah, pretty much bad things may happen to you in a little while. Uh, hopefully they don't, but probably they will. Oh, have wonderful. a drink. It'll make you feel better. I'm just going to grab the thing out of his hand and just down it. Show <laughs> me a Constitution saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how this goes. I just sort of be like, oh, don't drink that. It's mayonnaise. (laughs) (laughs) Ten. Ten. Okay. Uh, You get hit hard by the booze, um, and you've got a nice buzz on, but you are not inebriated. Um, So, Tav Mav, um, Bramble kind of like sits next to you and um, pours you another bowl. Um, the orc. Sorry, sorry, I keep doing this. Sorry, bro. Goblin. Uh, the goblin who um, kind of like warned you when you first came in comes marching over and goes, "The chieftain will be here soon. Why are you here? Soup tastes like wood. Soup is good. And when we move on, 
We have a hard I'm just here to enjoy the soup, mate. <laughs> At the mention of the word hag. Plus, I made new friend. This is Bumble. Bumble. <laughs> and he kind of like shakes you off. Whatever you say, <laughs> Sheila. At uh, the mention of the word hag, the goblin just looks at you and goes, What, what do you know of her? Taggy needs to die. <laughs> uh, he kind of like looks at you and nods and he starts making his way up the hill. Um, you kind of like all just sit there for a while. Um, I would say maybe about two to three hours pass. Um, the it is now fully evening time. Uh, you can see the moon lighting up the sky above the clearing, uh, and you are kind of just all just sat there, still waiting. Uh, Bramble and Russell are still sat with you. Um, Russell's kind of like twitching a bit, um, just kind of just living in his own life. Um, Celeste, what do you want to do after everything <laughs> else just happened? <laughs> like, can I try and be fixing? Because I've got like. Well, smith tools and stuff like that. Can I try and try and fix any of the statues or try and rebuild anything that's there? Yeah, you can certainly try. See, I'm good at fixing. I got proficiency. I was good at fixing. I got this. He is the boy. <laughs> exactly. I'm the of the gnomes. Um, some people call me a fish, but I'm no fish. Um, do I need to roll anything for it? I just got, I just got proficiency in like Smith's tools and stuff for me in office and well a lot of tools, Tinker's mm-hmm. tools, cooks utensils, Smith's tools, Thieves tools, Artisan tools. Uh, this is a good point actually. I'm gonna have a quick look. Uh, I'm gonna tell you what, just roll me a D twenty. Alright, uh, just pick something that's got a plus zero. Thirteen. Okay, so as you slave away into the night, you kind of like half-heartedly manage to rebuild it. Um, it doesn't seem to have the same sort of glimmer about it as the other ones. Um, however, you do notice that as the moon starts to come right into the center of the clearing, uh, all four of them start lighting up. Uh, some vines that have been wrapped around the moss start illuminating a very cool, bright blue color. Um, and with that, you can start to hear drums coming from up at the top of the hill. The drums start playing louder and louder, and eventually you start to hear um, the goblins kind of like chanting a little bit as a presence starts making his way forward. Uh, Eventually you see a very hefty-looking goblin. Uh, He is wearing a crown of thorns um, and followed by a couple of his um, like bodyguards, for lack of anything else. And on his staff, you can see the skull of what you could imagine to be a wolf. Um, however, it has been like hastily tied around. He comes closer and closer to you, and the other goblin starts p- uh, panicking a little bit. Brussel and Ramble and Bramble kind of like look at each other and go, oh, 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 and um, you know, hide in one of the makeshift huts. The chieftain comes down and he stands before you. He goes, "What do you want?" So I'm just trying to fix this 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 pillar. Uh, I'll be with you in a minute. <laughs> Look, he's got a crown of thorns, like Jesus. <laughs> One of the bodyguards pulls a rusted blade out of his um, scabbard. He goes, "You will address the chieftain." 
Ah, oh, not again. Why is everyone got little swords? What you need is a little shiny dagger like this one. See? I just pull out like a little dagger I've got on us. They want a dagger, haven't I? He says, checking. So. I have a dagger, yes. <laughs> I've got a little shiny dagger. Like, I got a shiny dagger. Isn't this one much nicer? But, anyways, I can fix yours oh. if you want in a minute, but I'll get around to it. I've got stuff to do. All of the bodyguards pull out their blades at the sight of your knife. Um, even Russell and Bramble are like, you can hear them in the background going, oh no, oh no. Oh, they, they, all need, they all need fixing. Now you all look a bit rusty. I'll I'll get to it, but can I do it tomorrow? I'm, I'll, I'm, it's going to be a late night doing this. And ooh, it's shiny. It's all glowy. So the chieftain turns to two of the bodyguards and goes, tie him up. Uh, ro- roll me and a would you want to resist this? Are, are we are we close enough to intervene, like yeah. the three of us with the soup? You could definitely move forward and intervene. Yeah, I think it's been a few hours. Yeah, I think you're allowed to come up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please, all great chief. He is drunk as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Look, Your Majesty, he is a complete and utter drunk. Uh, he doesn't even know where he is at the minute. I would not take his actions. You asked why we are here. We are here because we want to help you with your witch problem, as it is one that we have as well. Uh, roll me persuasion. I better get good on this, Jesus. <laughs> 17. Yay! Nice. Hey. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> The chieftain holds up his hand and all of the bodyguards like put their blades back into the scabbards. He goes, speak. What do you know? So we uh, were hired to investigate the disappearance of children. Now, we were informed that it was goblins taking them. But in our investigation, we met your two compatriots over there. And they informed us that, of course, it was the hag doing it. So we took their word for it, and we've come here to offer help and ask for it in return in removing the hack. Mm. How I trust you. Kasha's stealing little kiddies, mate. Like, no one wants that on the conscience. If, if we were not to be trusted, we would have not accepted the word of your uh, servants and given you this chance. We would have come in guns blazing. We didn't, and we don't intend to. We just want to kill the witch. So the chieftain kind of like comes up towards you, Norman. Uh, he is just probably a little bit taller than you are, um, but he kind of pats you on the head and he goes, um, hmm, You want help? Well, only one way to be able to get that. And the rest of the goblin horde just start like murmuring towards each other. And he goes, uh, And the, uh, sorry, <laughs> the chieftain. Um, uh, just that smiles, a very like sickly smile. And he goes, you will all fight, Doug. Oh, thank God for that. I thought you wanted to fuck Norman. <laughs> <laughs> Did he say we were going to fight, Doug? <laughs> Who fucks Doug? Dog. Dog. Dog or dog? I was fighting your dog or a guy named Doug. <laughs> we're doing a Dougie style. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Dougie style. That's what he means. <laughs> got the hots for Norman. He wants to do a Dougie style. Uh, 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 who, Your Majesty, is Doug? (laughs) 
the chieftain starts making his way into this sort of clearing. Um, the space behind him seems to be surrounded by an array of raised platforms where the goblins, both small and large, gather eagerly, uh, forming a ring of expectant spectators. At the centre of it lies a massive hobgoblin, slumbering atop a raised wooden platform constructed hastily for the spectacle. The hobgoblin is a huge, huge creature. Uh, his frame is broad with muscles taut even in his sleep, uh, and his armor has been patched together from various pieces of scavenged metal and items from battles. It gleams dully in the intermittent sunlight of the goblin camp. Uh, a sizable great club rests nearby, uh, underscoring the hobgoblin's just sheer strength. As you make your way forward, he starts to stir. I Promise It's a One-Shot is a fortnightly D&D podcast. Follow our story on Facebook and Instagram and listen to previous episodes on Spotify, Acast, Apple Podcasts and Audible. If you want to keep up to date with all things I Promise It's a One-Shot, please subscribe and keep an eye out for competitions and shout-outs this year.